Thank you for downloading Atypical, the podcast. If you enjoy our work, all we ask is that you leave us a review in your podcast player and share it with your friends. It helps us reach more people, and it's always great to hear from you. Thank you again, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Atypical, the podcast. this bonus episode of Atypical, the podcast, the podcast where we discuss and explore life from a more atypical perspective. My name is Simon Heathay, and you may remember me from every previous episode. Uh, Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Kim. Hello. Hello, Kim. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes. So um, after our last episode, somebody sent me a message asking me, what's with all the cutlery? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we we do talk a lot about cutlery, but I'm, I'm specifically about spoons i suppose yes i right. think so i mean that, that's, that's that's probably good that's what i could assume you know it's, it's a reference we might... we've made once or twice isn't it yeah i mean we might talk about knives and forks but not as oh no much. don't get me started on forking theory <laughs> that's definitely an after dark episode <laughs> definitely so what do we mean when we talk about spoons yeah so i think lots of people have their different kind of ways of describing how they deal with fatigue so whether that's kind of physical emotional and mental fatigue and like many kind of disabled neurodivergent people have used have kind of basically had to ration their energy in a way that kind of able-bodied and neurotypical people don't really so this this is what we talk about when we talk about spoon theory it's like a way of explaining that right um, yeah but uh, so I, I actually had to do some digging to find out where this came from. And it was sort of a, an idea that was brought about by a wonderful, wonderful lady called Christine Miseradino. If I've mispronounced that, I'm so sorry. Who was in a diner with a friend talking about how she handles her lupus, which is a, a chronic illness. She does this wonderful blog where she talks about how disability affects her. And uh, I'm going to quote her directly here because I, I found the blog earlier on. It's really worth looking it up and I'll, I'll link it in, in the episode notes. She says that the difference between being sick and being healthy is having to make choices or to consciously think about things when the rest of the world doesn't have to. So what is spoon theory and how does it relate to neurodivergent people? Yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. I didn't necessarily, I'd not heard of her before, but I had also, I mean, I'm very familiar with spoon theory and it's essentially the idea that as neurodiverse people we have to pour a lot more energy into thinking about things I guess processing things masking which is a huge amount of energy which we discussed in our last episode and just general life tasks that you know might be a lot simpler for neurotypical people and that you know these that means that these tasks that are simple for others can take us much longer and use a lot more energy than for neurotypical people yeah. yeah yeah so spoon theory i guess is is like where a, a neurodivergent person can start the day with a full cutlery drawer which might be half as full perhaps as say a normal let's say a normal as a typical person so we start already with the drawer but some of those spoons might have been used up just dealing with the demands of just getting up for the day getting ready for the day forcing yourself out of bed yeah and then you obviously need to start using those spoons so kind of each set of instructions or each set of work demands every time that you have to organize yourself um follow a complex set of instructions cope with change 
eat social interaction may cost us food. Yeah. And, you know, if these kind of sensory sensations are, you know, that are overwhelming, then another spoon is used up and kind of just having to kind of regulate yourself and, and keep calm and kind of just ground yourself. And if we have to work in a group, more than one spoon may be needed. And I think it's different different for different people, you know, especially social situations that aren't really relaxing. You may use a kind of another spoon up or two just to cope with that social interaction, the noise, the lack of structure, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that there are plenty of other elements of neurodivergent behaviour that spoon theory can kind of help us to explain. So, I mean, like uh, you, you've referenced mm. our last episode. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, so like we often rely on masks or um, on routines, known safe environments. You know, for, for, for some people, you know, that might be like a special meal that they can eat on, on a really difficult day. You know, uh, it's for me, really importantly for me, it's having some time and space to recharge. And I think... Mm. Spoon theory can can help us to explain and to think about how neurodivergent issues like you know meltdown or shutdown, sensory overload, just general overwhelming activities can can affect our even our future energy levels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think you know, for example, if you you don't sleep well one night, which <laughs> feels very close to home. After <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> after last night uh you'll um you know you'll wake up with kind of fewer spoons as i did today then you know the next day and and you know that fewer spoons means that you kind of you can't access as much energy uh you're more likely to to accidentally stress yourself into a meltdown which you know then leads you know to fewer spoons kind of later that day or even like the next day and you know you're just then constantly on this kind of um i don't know yeah absolutely free fall almost (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think this is something that we have to be really aware of and try and find a a balance about these things. You know, um, when we talked about masking and, and, you know, that that does use a spoon or three, depending on who we're with at the time. I was was sort of thinking about and I've been thinking about all this all week, really, because I've been in Edinburgh with some friends and it's, you know, been great fun. And, And these are close friends who cost me very, very few spoons to spend an extended period of time with. Um, because I, you know, I've been able to cast aside most of my masks and I feel comfortable with them. But I guess in other situations, I might use up a really significant amount of my energy, like for the entire day in a very short period of time, because it's costing me three, four spoons to spend a short amount of time with people. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's not really unique to neurodivergent people, right? I mean, we all know introverts, people who need time and space to recover from social situations. And I think actually that using spoons as an analogy for like the energy remaining is a really useful system. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I've, I've, I've definitely seen it being used or heard it being used a lot more in terms of kind of just people's mental health and, and, and people kind of just, you know, if, if people are kind of do have depression or things like that, you know, they don't have as much spoons. Um, you know, to do all of the things that maybe they could do when they were, were feeling a bit better. Uh, so it is a really useful way of just, I think, I don't know, making it kind of accessible to other people that maybe don't kind of, you know, find, maybe find things a bit more simpler and kind of don't need to have as much recharge time as a way of just explaining it, I think. Yeah, it takes us time to go back to the kitchen and find more spoons. Uh, yeah, yes, they're, exactly. They're all in the dishwasher. They're all waiting to be cleaned. I haven't got any left. And Going back to, to Christine, when she explained it to her friend, she was sat in a diner with her friend explaining about lupus and she went up and her friend said to her, you know, how, how do you get through the day? 
and Christine just like hit upon this idea of just getting up, picking up all the spoons in the diner, putting them down on the table and saying, this is a measure of my energy, and then takes half of them away and goes, I, I don't even have these to start with, so I've only got these 10 spoons. It takes me one to get up and get washed. It takes me two to get to the office because I have to take public transport and it's, it takes me longer and it's you know, stressful. It, it costs me four spoons just to get through work. This only leaves me with three spoons to get home from work, make myself some food, you know, wash and everything else. I had to end up making choices about do, do I cook for the night? Uh, if I do, I won't have the, the energy. I won't have the spoons to clean up afterwards. That means I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. That's going to impact on my energy for the next day. And, and so bikes, every time they listed off a task with their friends, they just took away a spoon. And I think as a visual metaphor, it's really useful for explaining to people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think it just makes it a bit more, I don't think I can explain it any better than that, really. I think it's just, you can kind of visualise it. You can kind of actually just look at it in your head and go, okay, that that kind of makes sense. And yeah, it's good. It's a good metaphor. <laughs> it really, it really is. I, 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 I have friends who now sort of understand when, when they say, oh, let's do X, Y or Z or, with, you know, even even with my colleagues at work. We sort of say, oh, this thing needs to be done. I just go, I haven't got the spoons to deal with that right now. Can I can I come back to it? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it's you know you hear it more and more now and it's so useful to just be able to say that and people to just to just get it and understand and you not have to be guilted into doing anything because you know they know that actually it's going to impact you and you know it's better for you better for you to rest and actually kind of have the spoons to to come in the next day feeling happy and kind of energized because you've taken that time to recharge yeah absolutely so when we when we've got those spoons what 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 do you do how do you recover spoons yeah i think it <sighs> And and I think I think your point earlier about it being a balancing act is really useful. I think it, it definitely depends on the amount of spoons that you have at the time. So I think I think the earlier you catch it, the better. So if you have like more spoons, then you know, I think doing something like where I have a bit more energy but I know is something that restores me and like kind of actually gives me back. Um, more spoons so like going out for a walk and going out in nature mm-hmm. reconnecting with certain people who you know do give me you know do replenish my energy and replenish my spoons is really really good if but you know if if I have really really low spoons and I don't even have that energy to go do anything physical go out or even chat to anyone I think just mm. I do you know when it's really bad I have to pretty much just hold myself up in my room just watch a show that's easy that I can just kind of numb out to or possibly oh, sort of reduced read. sensory input as it were. Yeah, I guess I sometimes read a book, but sometimes that can be quite difficult. I found like sometimes like comics and mm-hmm. stuff like that can be a bit more easier to process. It's just looking at visual stuff. Um, Break out the I'll, Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something a bit, yeah, something like that. Or well, maybe even a bit more lighthearted than Evangelion. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that I was trying to uh, read Berserk last night, and that was a bit too. That was Ooh, bit... That's not something to relax to. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not at all. Um, but yeah, I think even sometimes, like yeah, very nostalgic shows. I think I went through a phase, and I was really, uh, really burnt out of just watching like Charmed, like just basically like childhood mm-hmm. shows like Buffy and <laughs> like showing <laughs> the geek that I am right now. Just kind of all these awful. Well, no, they're all, why is this say awful? They're not awful. You're just going after all the David Boreanaz things, aren't you? That's what it is, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of do something similar. Um, my good friend Sam once commented that, like, my version of meditation is to sit quietly with a book. And I, I, I guess that's kind of true because although I'm also dyslexic and I'm not a very fast reader, 
if I focus on it, I can I can lose my mind into it, and that just helps me to lock out all of the of sensory overload stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like one or two very close friends I can spend time with and sort of get spoons back as a sort of like an interaction with them because they they fully understand and have the same sort of spoon thing going on. Yeah, walks in walks in nature. I mean, absolutely. The, the other day, I turned off my phone. I plugged in a, a an audio book on a ye olde fashioned iPod. You know the one with the spinny wheel. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I went and you know spent twenty seven kilometers tramping up and down some some hills in Surrey, and it, it was just so lovely. Just there was no distraction. I you know said hello to people as I walked past, but that didn't really count. And I was just out, nice sunshine, dappled sunlight coming through the the woods and the trees. I stopped for a pint at the country pub, and then just meandered home. And I, I just feel like I've come back, although my body's aching a bit. Mentally, I'm fully spooned up and you know ready for for things to happen. And that that I think is finding your own way of recovering your energy is yeah. a really critical thing. So some people get their energy back from others, you know, extroverts who need to hang around with people. Yeah, uh, but I think. One of the things that we try and and say to people is don't don't judge yourself or others for how they recharge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the thing. I mean, I, I I am one of these people that I do like to do yoga, but like sometimes I don't have the energy for yoga, and I, and I know my body is craving it because I find particularly like quite slow yoga, like Yin yoga, or like quite or even Pilates, like it can be really a good way of just regulating my system back again and there's there's, mm. there's quite a lot of like science about it but there's also this danger of sometimes people always going try yoga <laughs> that would be great <laughs> for you and, and like so I, you know I feel always a bit awkward going oh I really like yoga as a way of doing stuff but I know it's also one of these things that people go oh have you tried yoga and actually it, it is you know yoga is for everyone but at the same time like it, it's not necessarily the way to <laughs> the only answer the way to get your spoons back it might not be for you so the only way is yoga yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so yeah, yeah. so I, I i i don't know about you don't really have much else to say about spoons right now i don't think so i think i'm out of spoons to talk about I, spoons. I, I, i'm out of spoon 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 spoons yeah so i, I guess that's what you know as a, as a as a round up um that's kind of what we mean when we mention spoons it's sort of a, a measure of energy that a task or a situation takes and, and how much we have left and indeed i suppose also a way of explaining when we need to just have some time to ourselves and, and do our own recovery things yeah so dear listener thanks as ever for for listening thank you kim for joining me for this short bonus episode thank you bye everyone bye I diddle diddle the cat and the fiddle the cow jumped over the moon The little dog laughed to see such sport And the dish ran away with the spoon Tucker used when he sang for his supper. Yes, maybe it was.